All right, welcome uh, to the long-awaited return of Ketchup Cast. Return of the cast. Return of the cast. That might be the episode name. Uh, it's been, God, months since we did this. Maybe one and a half at the most. Which is, I feel like. when you think about it, months. It's plural. Yeah, but not two full months. It hasn't been two full It's months. only slightly plural, then. Can't be slightly plural. It's not singular, either. Welcome to GrammarCast. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> if you've forgotten, I'm Ethan. Oh, I'm Isaac. Uh... I think any bit that we did before should now not. Oh, this is this is season two. This is season two Ver- of Serial, I mean, the podcast. <laughs> we've changed everything. <laughs> We're gonna catch a new criminal this week. <laughs> Hope you enjoy. You're listening to Ketchup Cast, the podcast where, believe it or not, we do not discuss condiments. So, uh, it, it's summer right now. Uh, the reason the podcast went on hiatus was because uh, toward the end of the year, things just got kind of hectic. Yeah. Uh, and we had some technical issues. We recorded two full episodes. Yeah, we did. Uh, There's some mystery episodes out there that are uh, destroyed by, I don't know, probably my computer or my, like, just inability to be able to talk into a mic straightforwardly. That, that could be it, too. Yeah. Because uh, there's little bits of it. Essentially, uh, Isaac's audio that he sent me wasn't loud enough, or something. Uh, there was some sort of issue. It's distracted. So there's there's half of episodes, uh, like, just my half, that we could release, but that would be really stupid. And you could, the audience could participate. Right, and, it's like and, a conversation. And, like, add in the parts between, like, so Ethan will start off, and then you, like, start off also, and then see how close to the conversation you are, and, like, just see where it goes. This it's is, a... It's a Mad Libs podcast. The world's first. Uh, that's actually one of Mad Libs is one of our sponsors. Well, that's a bit from last time too, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we can't we can't do that. We're we're gonna be a little more grown up about our sponsorship here. Cause we're hoping to get real ones this time. So we have a Patreon <laughs> that you should go spend money on. Did we? Did you make a Patreon secretly and not tell me? Is this <laughs> is this the big reveal? Actually. No, <laughs> but... So, so our moms can give us some that money? Was a, that was a great idea you just had there. We should cut this past five minutes out <laughs> yeah, and just actually start, do that. Just start fresh. Make, uh, make, make that joke a real reality. Um, who, would, who would find our Patreon? I don't know. I feel like the internet is a, a wonderful place to find people to give you money for doing things that you're going to do anyways. Sit and have a conversation. Get paid for it. I mean, that, that's actually a really good point. Yeah. If you want to give us money... Uh, I'll drop my Venmo in the description. <laughs> and uh, I've never used Venmo in my life. Feel free life. to give me some of that sweet, sweet money. Uh, feel free to just take it also. Well, you can't. No, don't do that. <laughs> feel free to... You, we're, we're starting a bank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a podcast that's actually also a bank. There's probably some law against that. that we can There's do. definitely some law against that. I feel like there has to be some sort of established... Like, you have to be we a to government organization or, like, go to the government to become a bank. To register as a bank. I don't know. We're going to start printing our own money, too? We're going to go all out? No, no, no. We're just going to take people's money and give other people the money and... and Are we loaning it to them? Like We're loan sharks. Do they have to give us collateral? <laughs> no, see, what, what <laughs> what's going to happen here <laughs> is I've pulled up... <laughs> I pulled up the definition of money laundering on my phone here. Oh, yes. And we're going to do exactly that. So you're going to give us your money, and we're going to ask other people for their money that we're going to be investing, but we're going to give them back the money that somebody else gave us. 
but just a little bit to keep them enticed so that they give us more money to invest. But then we always give back, like, just enough to keep them interested and be like, I don't know, it's this quarter, man. Like, we just got to make it to next quarter. Next so quarter is going to be better. I, I've, I've seen a flaw in this plan. Uh, if we do this and we go through with it, this money yeah. laundering scheme, uh, we have a full confession that we're putting on the internet. Yeah. And government, that was all a bit. We were Pre- just, Premeditated just... crimes are overrated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh... So, yeah, uh, welcome to the Money Laundering Podcast. We've changed everything. We, we talk about how to m- m- launder money. Uh, just a side note, listeners, don't actually Do you ever find, like, money. a good That's $20 bill in your pocket after you did laundry, and you're like, yeah. And oh. it survived somehow? The no, it does, yeah. Money is made of... Cu- money Money's pretty... Money is pretty s- sturdy. Yeah. I don't know if you know this. You should probably wash your money, too. It's pretty dirty. Uh, my grandpa, uh, he used to... He didn't, this wasn't used to. We used to go out to this uh, camping area where my grandparents had a camper. Like, it was a community, kind of, in the okay. woods. Uh, and they had an ice cream stand up by the pool. Sure. And so one day we were going to go swimming and then get ice cream afterwards. My grandpa gets in the pool and realizes he's got all the money in his swimsuit. Okay. And it's now underwater. So what does he do? He takes it back to the camper, puts it in the microwave. It's a terrible And idea. dries it out in the microwave. Water in a microwave. Oh, I guess you could put water in my. I don't know why I thought You've never that made Easy Mac before? I don't know why I, I thought that stop. I, I don't know how microwave works Clearly <laughs> not <laughs> I don't know why I thought that wouldn't work What can you not put Can't, can't put, put water metal. in the toaster In what? <laughs> you can't But also in what world do you need to put Like Oh man can my toaster is a little dry <laughs> Drip drip Instead of putting the, the like floppy wet money in the microwave <laughs> He gets, like, a toaster. Like, I'm, I think of a classic toaster. Oh, push down, yeah. Like, push down toaster with two slots. And he just drops the money in there, and, and then it toasts it. But then the money, like, pops up, like, too stiff, like, ba-ching! And it's like, oh, great. Just, it's cha-ching. Cha-ching. It's money. Right. Yeah. That's how it would work. What do you... I mean, electrocution would happen if you put water in a toaster, right? Uh, Same reason you shouldn't put a fork in there. This, this is one time I saw somebody putting a fork in the, no. in the toaster at college to get it out and I kind of felt bad but like my instant reaction was to like grab their hand and like pull it away and they're like why the hell did you just do that like you just like physically grabbed my hand and pulled my hand away from the toaster and I was like you're about to electrocute yourself by putting a fork in the toaster like uh, I don't know who's at fault here really it was it was a it was a situation but no one was electrocuted though like you saved the day Mm. No. I mean, I, I have like pried toast out of it. like. They were do, they were trying to do it carefully, but I've never stuck a, like a fork in a toaster, but I've sort of like scooped. If that makes any sense. Uh, like, you're playing with crust. fire there. You're you're living life on the edge. I'm not gonna stick my hand in a toaster. Probably less chance of getting electrocuted. Yeah, what, but, just but flip the little. Sometimes the, sometimes the toast gets kind of stuck, so you have oh, to like extricate it. Does get kind of stuck. You know, if the bread's a little wider. Yeah. Get, like, a plastic fork or something. They don't have plastic forks in the dining hall, because at Denison, we care. I mean, at my school, we've already said the name of our colleges several times. I don't think you've said the name of my college. I, you've mentioned where it is, though. Uh, but but at, at University of America, uh, we <laughs> have metal forks because we care about the environment. So our British listeners would be really confused, because they call their university high school, and their high school university. Dude, they don't call the way the rest of the world names things... Is, I mean, I'm sure we're the ones who don't make sense because everyone else does their system. 
But it's weird. Also, listeners, we're uh, we're recording outside because it's nice out. Um, I hope you can hear the chainsaw in the background. <laughs> it's the soundtrack of Ketchup Cast. Um, or every or every truck that goes by. That's a big mail truck. Maybe they're delivering fan mail. Like, uh, yeah. We need a sound booth. And a sound guy. Sound guy. I thought you're the sound guy. I'm just the podcast guy. I, I'm the everything guy, Isaac. You just send me files, then they don't work. <laughs> I'm the, his crappy laptop microphone doesn't work guy. I'm like, I'm the IT guy, right? Sure. And, and you're like the, the big guy in the company who like knows what they're doing and everything else, but like, if they touch a computer, computer just explodes. Okay. I'm the guy that can get you out into the wilderness. But I'm the guy who knows how to type words. Who knows how to microwave Good. words. <laughs> Do they not have microwaves? Uh, I would still we like do have you. a mic. We I hardly ever use it. Actually, my my they won't have one in the cafeteria, but I they microwave in the cafeteria. That's weird. What? But there isn't a microwave in our dorm building. Oh, in see, the building I live, one in my which building. is a bit paradoxical. I guess you'd think like it's a bit like, why would you not have one at the place that you live, but at your cafeteria? Um, so if you so want to make hard- like ramen or something, I mean, actually, I guess you probably don't make ramen that much. No, not really. We have real food, Ethan. So do we, but sometimes the dining halls are closed and I'm hungry. I don't know what to tell you. We have an actual stove, though. In mm, our, that, I mean, the, I guess you could boil water on that. Boil water and make ramen Unless you can't way. put water in the stove. Now, how does that work? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, sometimes I'll be, like, making mac and cheese on the stove and I'll be stirring the, like, the pot. Mm-hmm. And I'll just stir a little too fast and water will come out and it's an electric stove, so it's just these hot coils. Yeah, and will that be a great you? S- Probably, I mean, if you touch it... You can't put it, water on an electric stove. It evaporates real quick. I'm well, sure right, because there's, a, it, there's a slab be of glass between the two, right? Yeah. The thing about electric stoves is they heat up really quickly. But you can't tell. You can't tell. I, li- I like gas, gas stoves a lot Glass better. stoves are, are, yeah. I mean, electric stoves are probably better in the long run, less explosive. Probably more efficient. I mean, you can't, like, blow up your house with an electric stove. You can't, like... If you tried hard enough, I'm sure you could. Not really. You ever hear about people, like, leaving the gas on their stove and then, like, killing... Right, smoking a cigarette and then kaboom? Yeah. Would that happen if you... I mean, I guess it would, wouldn't it? There's this thing called the stoichiometric... I didn't pronounce that right. Stoichiometry. I've heard of stoichiometry. Which is the proportions of gas and Mm -hmm. of, like, dilutions. So, like, you have to reach a certain proportion of oxygen to propane in order to catch it on fire. Like, you can't, like... Same with white gas. Like, you can't just, like... Well, gasoline, really. If you just, like, take a, a... thing of gasoline and like drop a match into it like the top of it's lighting on fire but not the whole thing of gasoline because that's where the the vapors of the gasoline and the oxygen are mixing into the right proportions in order to catch on fire it's not actually the liquid gasoline that's catching on fire same with if you like put and it also like it'll depend on like the type of flame like with a camping stove you have to prime it first right where you're burning the liquid first is that when you pump it is that what you're doing you're putting pressure in the bottle that's not priming it you put pressure in to, so then it squirts out but it's at first coming out as a liquid and it burns really non it burns like orange it's like a really dirty burn but once it heats up enough in the little thing in the little tube that goes up over the, 
the stove element, it'll turn into a vapor because it's even more pressure. And then you get your lighter in there and pull your and hand then out it, And then it burns a lot cleaner. It's a different stoichiometric proportion. Could you blow up a camping stove? Yeah, I've, I've done it. That's, I mean, that's not good. That's kind of cool. And also, if you, like, spill the fuel everywhere, and then the, like, if you prime it too much and you spill a whole bunch of fuel out of it, and you light it on fire, and that fire makes its way back to the fuel bottle, and then burns through the... That would be a big explosion. Burns through the, uh, the pump seal, and then explodes. Has this happened? Uh, it didn't... I've heard of it happening. But I've you have seen the evidence of it happen, but I wasn't there. Escape with your life, probably. Clearly not, because there's evidence people were there to tell the story of it. Yeah. But, huh. It's pretty cool stuff, huh? Pretty hot stuff, when you think about it. Yeah. Uh, I, you went down to Massawipi. Went up there. Went down as an expression, Isaac. I'm going down to the river. Oh boy, going, uh, going, going up, up, up north. I guess you could like geolocate us by me saying, "Oh, it's up there." Same with my school, but I say going up to school. There's, I say going there's up anywhere. An entire really. bottom half of the country <laughs> where everything is up from. I think we're gonna be okay. Yeah, but like, because we've never said where we are. There's right only now. a couple states that are north of Vermont, but we're not in Vermont right now. Listeners we don't could know be. where we are. Actually. There are, parts of, there are parts of Vermont that are north of the Adirondacks. Or that are south of the Adirondacks. Well, we've, we've come along. Uh, Isaac and I are both working at summer camps this summer. It's my first year. It's your first time working at a summer camp. And it's your, you've been doing it for a long time. This is my seven. Wow. Yeah. Wait. One, two, three, four, five. No, wait. Yeah, six. Six. Six summer work. So you've got more expertise than I do. I, I yeah. Uh, so I'm going to ask you a question, then I want to bring it back to just talking about summer camp in general. Let's do it. Okay. Well, what were you up doing at Massawipi? It was some sort of special weekend? I was volunteering, um, helping set up camp for the summer. Um, there's like several weekends throughout the year where people can come and volunteer and help set up or help take down or do projects that they need done. So I was building trail... Um, building in boardwalk over a particularly boggy section of a trail that goes around the lake. Um, it was hard work. It was really hot and humid, and we were moving huge pieces of lumber in order to build this uh, this boardwalk, like, I don't know, a half a mile down the trail, like, to our work site. And then from there, we'd build the trail and then keep pushing that further and further along, you know, building more boardwalk mm-hmm. as we go. So, like, the amount you had to carry this lumber increased every time that you progressed it that's i um, mean frustrating but also like, uh, it's also good prog- yeah. i mean it was it was yeah it was a lot of a lot of work but it was good fun um got to hang out with some cool people and yeah was- and you're going back down back up excuse me uh in a couple weeks for yeah the summer. i'm actually going up next week i'll be gone in a week going back up there for a summer for the summer um i might have a special special assignment earlier than i thought i would so my job is to take people out into the backcountry on, on backpacking and canoeing trips. And um, some little Boy Scout news for you. There's uh, these huge fires that are going on in New Mexico right now that have closed down Philmont Scout Ranch for part of the summer. Which means uh, Boy Scouts young and old that were looking forward to their 10-day backpacking trip in the mountains of New Mexico. Can't do it. Can't do it. So they're looking for another adventure to take on for the summer. And... Um, 
the camp that I work at is trying to provide that opportunity for people, even though we're full on our main summer, we're trying to fit more people in. So I could potentially be going out as soon as like next week on a trek. Wow. Yeah, which is pretty cool. I mean, Adirondacks aren't quite, you know, Massawipi, but they they are. Massawipi is in the Adirondacks. I don't know what you mean by that. No, I, I meant Philmont. It's not quite New Mexico. Uh, yeah, that's what I meant. To yeah, say. it's a different, it's a totally but different still, environment. Then but be... if you're trying to get an adventure in, we can help you out. Uh, and yeah, no, okay. I won't you, shame. You, I won't shamelessly plug anything. No, right please, now. please. <laughs> no, go ahead. You had another question. Uh, I guess just about like, what? What is your like? What do you get out of being a camp counselor? What? What? What is? What do you, Isaac? Like, what do you cherish get out of it? Experience. Well, I mean goal is I do this for the rest of my life and I make enough money to, to be a real boy like I'm going to school for outdoor education right like this is what I'm doing this is like the one part of the year where I actually get to do what I, I plan on doing as a career for a good chunk of time so yeah and like the friendship do friendships sort of happen naturally obviously you have friends that live I've got no friends Ethan I don't know what you're talking about that's why you make a podcast with me. To, to look for other friends. Right, right. I'm, Not, ju- I'm just the, the jumping off point. <laughs> yeah. I'm the stepping stone to, to real friends. Uh, some would say. <laughs> I think you're kidding. <laughs> but how much am I kidding? It's the question. <laughs> last several years are, are all in doubt now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely good friends. They're like my summer friends. It's like... Uh, it's like spheres of influence almost. Mm-hmm. It's like I got like my summer people and I got my school people and I got right. my home people. Like I got like these like areas of my life that are most of the time kept separate. And I think for good reason. But also um, like, yeah, get to go see people that I don't get to see except during the summer. And that's a really cool experience to have. Also, I find that I somewhat turn into a different person when I go up there. I turn into a different person every time that I change environment and I, th- I like think go to school I'm a different there is person. a version of you that Come exists home. in each place and you sort of inhabit that version yeah yeah because what it's like it's very comforting to at least go to camp and have a group of friends or a group of people that don't know anything about what my year has been like and I can choose what to tell them right right I can sort of write my own story there again and that's why I've worked at two different camps. Well, really, kind of three, but, like, two mainly. And that, like, sort of start over in a way. And this is your opportunity right now, right? This is what you're going to be doing. You're going to go to a new place. You've never met people, these people before. I know one person. You know there. one person, which is great, and that's cool. But you can tell those other people whatever you want them to know about you. And you don't have to live in the past about what you did before. You don't have to, like, what you literally start, like, brand new. And you can... You know, is it take on a new name, for example, shave your beard. That's one of those things might happen, and it's not the beard. Take on a new name. The name's Mark now. (laughs) And I think that's that's a really good thing to have is to be able to separate your life like Mm -hmm. that. You know how in college, like when you first started going to college, it was like you sort sort of made friends with people who were there because they were there. Yeah. Is that how it was when you first started working at camp? Like, the people who you are friends with now, obviously, you didn't start out... It's also a bit, like, out of necessity, right? Like, I guess my college is different. You don't have to 
like you have to work with these people and it is work it's not to say that it's all fun oh, but no, it's like it's, it, you're working I mean, you have to sort of have to learn to to be okay with these people right and like that doesn't mean you have to be best friends with all of them but it means you have to like I don't know at least be able to carry on a bantery conversation with them like you know it could really suck real bad if you hate everybody there and that might happen and that's okay but like it's good to go into I don't, I don't think that's to go happen. into these situations with like a little positive and like be open-minded and don't yuck other people's yums and just like that's a great expression. I've never heard that before. You've never heard that before? That's a, I like that. I think it's my goal to get that phrase onto every episode of this podcast. You're, you're six not <laughs> six seen six. so far. Wait, what? You have, this is the first episode you've said that. That is not true. It is 100% true. We're going to get some fan mail about this. From, like, from let me Let me look fans, back yeah. in here and see. Uh, Listeners, if I'm wrong... Uh, I've definitely said that before. Venmo me $10. <laughs> Venmo if I'm right, Venmo me $6. <laughs> That's... Yeah, but if he's if he's wrong, you can uh, <laughs> deduct it from this bank. from this bank from from our bank, the Ketchercast well, Bank of America. But yeah, so it's a great opportunity to do that. One piece of advice is that take your job seriously, but not yourself. I feel like you have this down, seeing how you're an actor. I was gonna say Isaac, have I ever taken myself seriously <laughs> in my entire life? But I think the one flaw that I've seen a lot of people at camp like just be just kind of a bad camp counselor and a bad coworker is that they take themselves too seriously, but they like, they take their job seriously and they really want to do their job and that's great. But then they take themselves too seriously and it's like, Oh, you're yeah. That's what I got to say about that. I'll let you speak for one of the that. things I've been trying to do this summer. Uh, I mentioned it on the backpacking trip, uh, which we can talk about in a second. Cause I'd like to, I want to talk about one aspect of it though. Okay. That was nifty. Uh, but just, have fun every second if you can. Like, yeah. Like, even if you're doing something gross, like climbing uphill for a while, <laughs> enjoy being in that moment and just, you know, do the work, obviously. Climb the hill, uh, vacuum the cabin. Okay. Uh, but just have fun and, and, and find joy. Sounds like what you're talking about is mindfulness. I am talking about mindfulness. Welcome to the Mindfulness Podcast. The whole uh, first 22 minutes of this podcast is the intro. Now we're finally getting into it. All right, let's play the, the soft meditation music as you... This is an ASMR. <laughs> I've made that joke before. We've okay. definitely made that joke Never before. Never mind. <laughs> and I whispered in the microphone and there was a big spike on the thing. On to it again. Uh, what, were you, what were you saying? Uh, mindfulness. Yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, definitely. Enjoy Enjoy how much you're not enjoying it. Yeah. Like, like... If you, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life, is a saying I hope to maybe not take too ironically, but yeah. And I think, yeah, in, in whatever you're doing, find a kernel of joy. Because, like, what's the point? See, there's this... Um, nah, okay, yeah, go ahead. No, what? <laughs> you, you mentioned it. The yeah, listeners are on the edge of their seats now. <laughs> Yeah, but I feel like this isn't a good piece of advice to be, like, putting out into the world, depending on who our audience is. Oh, the, there's a disclaimer. There Motor- you go. Motorcycle drives by. Uh, to all the parents that are listening, this is a horrible idea. But when I was in middle school, I used to be grounded, right? Like most, you know, I feel like adolescents, yeah, everybody's grounded. We all do stupid things. We all, you know, don't hand in our homework and feel like we're a 
a punk. Um, I was a punk. But the thing is, no, you weren't. <laughs> you definitely weren't. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and so I'd be punished, right? I'd, I'd be grounded. And, like, you know, that's no hanging out with friends. That's no TV. That's no video games. That's whatever that punishment was. Um, but I'd learn to enjoy it. I learned to be like, hmm, this is kind of nice. Like, I, I don't know, something about sitting in my room, like, I just kind of enjoyed not really having to do anything or not really, like, yeah, it just, it just was. And it was mindful, right? It was like, okay, now I get to, like, meditate in my room for five hours now that I'm grounded. Like, all right, this is, this is okay. I'll go take a nap. You know, something like that. Which then, then it was like, I didn't really mind getting grounded. So it took away the idea of it being a punishment. And it was like, yeah, all right, yeah, go ahead. Like You beat the system. I beat the system. I was like Stalin. I was like, I don't really care. I was such a little nihilist when I was a kid. It happens to I everyone. I still am a nihilist. Yeah. Nihilism this happens is, to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> we all become a nihilist every once in a while. It's 2018. We gotta have a good dose of nihilism. I don't even know what nihilism is. It's, it's just sort of the belief that, like, Stuff sucks. Nothing matters. So nothing matters, and just live your friggin' life, man. As a good friend of ours once said, just live. Just live. <laughs> just live. We should get him on the podcast sometime. Guest, guest podcast? Have we have any guests on this podcast have, it's, There was someone on the phone uh, who, who hung up in one of the episodes. What? I don't even remember this. It was like a third episode. Uh, she must have picked up the phone... Uh, to make a call, but we already you were already on the phone. You can hear her voice slightly. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, if you go back and listen toward the end of the third, uh, the third episode. Somebody called me. No, someone like called on. You know how you're using a landline. <laughs> someone picked up the landline. Right from my from so my dorm. <laughs> oh, I. Uh, <laughs> and that was our first guest. That's fine. <laughs> I've totally forgot about that. And then shortly after your recording cut out. Oh right. Uh, using a bus drives by you're using a <laughs> using a fancy program to this, edit honestly this was free and it came with my computer oh garage band yeah okay. so. apple sponsorship probably not i feel like we could get in trouble for that saying we have an apple sponsorship that's not true apple's got goons everywhere apple apple's in there someone's in there sitting like <laughs> somebody's sitting in your lap like tim cook's on his phone and he got a little like a little notice jeff daddy bezos is <laughs> He's Amazon, not, not... Yeah, but he's, he's probably still listening. Probably not. He's got better things to do. I hope so. Like, building rockets. Um, oh, that's right. He is doing that. God, I... Welcome to Jeff, the Jeff Bezos section of the podcast. <sighs> yeah. What do we want to talk about? I just wanted to touch on our backpacking trip for a second. Sure, Something yeah, we can, we can touch it. I hadn't... We can touch it with a 10-foot pole. I was thinking like a five foot pole. <laughs> Ten feet's kind of like it's that's big. That's hard to like pretty maneuver. far away. Uh, so uh, Isaac and I and some other people went on a backpacking trip last week. Was it? Yeah. Uh, for two days. Um, some state forest land. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, I liked the Rock City part better than the Holiday Valley part. Mm, yeah. Because you know Holiday Valley was Holiday Valley. Well, I mean, yeah, it's interesting. I feel like all. Second generational successional forests look very similar. Can you translate what you just said? Isn't like the area has been disturbed, right? This isn't like pristine forest. Like this is the third or fourth time that forest has grown back to that stage in its life. 
Um, so you see a lot of the same similar species. You see a lot of beech trees. Um, you see, yeah, a lot of new growth beech trees. I could sort of tell which trees they had left from the last succession, which ones hadn't been cut. Um, there's also some, like, first successional pine forest. Like, it was really, like, I guess I just know that ecosystem very mm -hmm. well, um, which was pretty interesting to sort of translate. It's much different from, like, a pinion juniper forest of the west slope of the, or the east slope, or the west slope of the Sierra, or, like... Well, I mean, that's a whole different ecosystem, too, with mountains. Or it, yeah, it is. <clears throat> but it's, like, now I have the context to put that into perspective and be like oh this actually is what this is like it's hard to like for you i feel like another school bus that that's gonna happen maybe you've maybe you've like grown up in like that type of forest I, I i certainly grew up in that type of forest like all through like up until very recently and got very familiar with it and it's like wow this is all the the woods is like when you call it the woods like, right it's the second it's this type of ecosystem that has been disturbed in this way and that has grown back with these species but, like, now that I've gone to explore other parts of the nation, it's like, oh, wow, like, no, this is really unique, and, like, there's other differences, and, like, this isn't exactly what the woods is everywhere, which right. is really... Sometimes the woods is a lot more dense, right? More dense, less dense, older, larger, like, it's... It's as diverse as anything else. But yeah. we think of the woods as this cookie cutter. As where we came from. And that could be true for anybody, really, like... Right, some person who grew up in New Hampshire might think of the woods as this really huge New Hampshire forest. I, I was New trying to get, get adjectives there. No, I get it. Yeah, uh, but that's their woods, and they'd come here and be like, "Whoa, this is crazy." There's like so that was like trees. my perspective that versus we're here, and then we go someplace like Vermont or yeah. or West Virginia, the forests like that. Yeah. Uh, it's like, oh my god, this, yeah. is, this is crazy. It is different, yeah. That's cool. Uh, but I wanted to touch on is water. Uh, mm -hmm. as, as you know, we had... <laughs> you decided more... to bring a one water oh, That bottle. wasn't what I wanted to discuss. Uh, <laughs> Your it... own faults? Oh, what a surprise. <laughs> I don't have faults. <laughs> okay, me bringing one water bottle was stupid. It was stupid no, and it's thoughtless. In, but the thing is, in, in another circumstance, you'd be totally fine. Right, like in... Um, well, I just thought we'd see more water. Like, I thought... Yeah, more me too, but, you know, you gotta go there to find out. That's true. Uh, and I knew we'd be filtering, uh, which was fine. Other members of our group were not fine with that. How so? What do you mean? Uh, certain members, I'm not gonna name them, were like, oh, is this safe to drink? Is this safe to drink? Oh. Like, the second day, even. After. I mean, the short answer is no. The long answer is yes. Like... No, it's not as safe as a chlorinated, filtered city water. You're not going to die from water. it. You're not going to get no. cholera. I would hope not. <laughs> this isn't the 1800s. It was the first <laughs> water trans <laughs> disease that popped in my head. <laughs> you know, in all these frontier towns. Yeah. Uh, but at one point, uh, you talked about maybe getting water from puddles. And that... Yeah. I just hadn't thought about, like, what it's like to really have to search for water before. Yeah. Even even when I went backpacking last or almost two years ago, mm -hmm. we were along a creek, so yeah. it was easy to just scoop up some water and filter it. Yeah. Versus like us being in the woods where there wasn't a lot of water and we had to sort of search out the little streams. Well, we we're high up on the watershed. That's the problem. We started off our hike really high, and then at the middle of our hike was down in that valley where everything was where was all the water by. was going through, which is great. We could fill up there, but then on the other end, we 
hiked back up again. So All it's dry on lake, dry on either camp that we're staying at, but in the middle we have all the water, which is like not necessarily the best situation. Right, because I think it was like a mile to water the first, the first campsite. Yeah, probably. I, I don't really remember. Yeah, we had at least the lake. Got some funny looks from people when we were yeah. filling up. Yeah, that's why I let you guys go over yeah. there and hang out. <laughs> I was like. Eh. We're on like a third, the third Nalgene, and this guy comes over in a kayak. What you making? Like water, water, <laughs> water to drink, sir. It's very exciting. Oh, this is all stream-fed. It's real clean. Okay, I mean, but there's people in it, so I get the point. Like, like you said, yeah, it's all. I mean, I don't know. It's not like as dirty as some like backwater beaver pond or in the, the puddle you wanted to drink out Adirondacks, you know, but. It's not, like, a heavy-use area. I'm not worried about human contamination yeah, too much, I'm but, like... Better safe than sorry. I mean, yeah, it's... That was a weird mix of people on that beach. Mm. I mean, you came toward the end, but there was this, like... Every type of person was there. I didn't see any uh, ethnic mixes there. Every Ethan... type of white person <laughs> was there. It was, it was like uh, Plato's School of Reason. Do you know that painting? No. Or School of Logic. There's this painting, and it's a bunch of, like, the Greek philosophers who all lived at different times, but they're in one painting... Yeah. At this, like, great school. I feel like you shouldn't compare the people we saw at some beach to Greek philosophers. That's true. I take it back. Oh, someone's cool. I wonder how much of that's going to actually come off in the audio. The cars? Yeah. The ones that go by uh, probably will. That's a quiet motorcycle. Did you see, speaking of things that were loud, did you see the planes? Oh, shit. I forgot to watch that, dude. Dude. There were like six of them, two really big ones, and then a couple smaller fighters. Oh fighters. man, how did I miss that? How I, did I fr- we were talking about it. Me and my dad were talking about that last night. My mom called me. She let uh, me know. Twelve thirty, they flew overhead. I was sitting out, out on the porch reading. Uh, re- doesn't matter what I was reading. It was the Dungeon Master's Guide for Fifth Edition Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, I wasn't even doing anything important at twelve thirty. Just forgetting, <sighs> forgetting just, our history. Just forgetting. Uh, listeners, there are a bunch of World History War II to be forgotten, uh, planes. This weekend is a, it's an air show, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Nearby, and they were testing the planes or something like that. Well, it's like a whole like, yeah, like you said, it's like a history, living history, I don't know, exhibition or something that like travels from airport to airport. It was really like, because you know how airplanes, you can hear an airplane. Yeah, these sound like it was it was an old like a different sound, mm-hmm. obviously because it's different engines. Like I heard it, and it was like this sort of low hum, and I looked up and like these big planes, and then like six fighters flew next to them. <sighs> messed up. And D-Day was recently, so it was a little celebration of. I mean, not D-Day itself. Sixth, What's yeah, the eighth. It's the seventh. Is it only the seventh? Yep. Oh man, I need to look at calendar more often. Uh. So you want to talk about water on the backpacking trip? What else about the backpacking trip did you want to talk about? Just that? Just water? I mean, I'm trying. That was the thing that stuck with me. Like Yeah. Also, good cooking. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, you didn't notice the pot was way too small for the stove. Well, I'm, I'm considering the uh, size issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no. It, it, uh, it worked out all right. Yeah. That pot's really meant for two people. Not not for. And the stove is really meant for, like, high-altitude snow melting. So it's not really, like, a good combination. But it's it worked out. It did, yeah. 
No, I feel like our food turned out pretty good on that trip. My mom wanted to make pasta for dinner the night I got back. I said no. I we have pasta two nights in a row? Three nights in a row. We already had pasta two nights in a row. Did we? Yeah, we had tortellini the first night. <laughs> What's I could eat tortellini every day of my life. I could life. eat tortellini every second of my life. That's not the point. <laughs> yeah, so like, all right, one pasta dish that you don't mind eating all the time. Next that off the list. We had pesto pasta one Which night. Was very tasty. Even the grass that I had to pick out was very tasty. <laughs> That's the pesto, all right? <laughs> oh, sorry, the, the, the extra pesto. <laughs> the, the ground pesto. But, no, yeah, it was... Uh, to be honest, uh, I don't know how you're going to feel about this, but to be honest, it felt more like a work trip than a personal trip to me, which is interesting. Because I, like, bookended this trip with, like, the last trip that I went on was with my friend to Florida... Um, who's also an outdoor educator. And then the trip I did after it was with my dad, a short trip, a short little canoe trip with my dad. And, like, out of all three of those, the one I went on with you guys felt the most like a work trip. How so? I, I don't disagree. I'm just curious. Like, I was in charge of the risk management, in charge of, like, focusing on, like, how the water situation was being handled. Like, I was in charge of all the navigation. I was in charge of all the cooking. Like... Not that I had to be. Like, I wanted to be. It was, it was, it was fun. It was great. You seem to be enjoying... And it, it was... Yeah, it's, it's fun to do that. And that's what I enjoy to do. But it was like... Uh, it's... Yeah. You, you were our Sherpa. And we I was... Were just, yeah, yes. We were the also a cultural appropriation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't... I was your guide, essentially. Yeah. That's yeah. a non I was your guide. Term. And that's not necessarily true when it comes to a trip with me and my dad or me and my friend Joe. We're like, we... We both have a pretty clear idea of what we're doing. Like, me and Joe both have the experience to pretty much pull anything off. And it's like, all right, we can both go with the flow and, like, ebb with each other and, like, really, really, like, just just make it up very organically. Mm-hmm. But when I felt like it was our trip, it was like, all right, I'm calling the shots here. Like, not to say that you guys couldn't, Well, but... Probably best you did. Yeah, uh, probably best I did. Because other members of the group space out sometimes uh had never done it before you know what i mean yeah yeah which is fine i don't mind playing oh, that role I, that's I, a role that I, I enjoy playing but it's like i think everyone enjoyed it that felt more like a work trip than like a a personal like ebb and flow like yeah let's do this let's do that like having a also, conversation was, with like it was so short it was so short that's like all right let's just do it like here's what we're doing let's do it i feel like if like maybe next year we do a longer trip with some people and Maybe it becomes. It didn't. The, also, the place we went to didn't really give a lot of options to to make our own path. It was like, once the day got whittled down, it was like, all right, we really only have a couple options here, and like, the water situation is yep. going to narrow it down to what we need to make. So, yeah, which is fine. That's how it goes sometimes, you know. There was a cool element of like survivalism in it with the water, like just sort yeah of that determining where we had to be. That's true. This is a really interesting book called. Uh, 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 shit. <laughs> That's a strange title. Uh, 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 shit. Wilderness in the American Mind. Who's it by? It's by it? Robert Fraser Nash. And I read it for a class. Recommended uh, for the podcast? Recommended reading, yeah. I read it for a class I was taking in California. Um, and it's it, it talks about how, especially here in the United States, we view our wilderness experiences and what sort of origins that comes from. And there's, like, a period, I forgot when, but it's, like, I think it's, like, the early 1900s, which is 
early 20... Wait. How do you say 19... It's like 1900. That would be the 20th century. 20th century. The beginning of the 20th century. You, you sound more like professional. Like Yeah. I was oh, the 20th century. Oh. I always get that it's, confused because like it's very confusing. It doesn't make any sense. I guess it's because you count from zero or something like that. But anyways, I think that yeah. But um, still, where survivalism was like really popular and it was like very much so part of a cultural appropriation of the Native American mm-hmm. cultures and that like oh we're surviving off the land we're being pristine we're like like really doing it like I don't know we're like communing with nature by how close we can come to like being starved and like dehydrated and it's like hmm I see where that like translates today we see like Survivor Man and like Les Stroud and like right. uh, what's the Man vs. Wild Man vs. What's, what's Naked and Afraid what's the yeah Naked, and, Naked afraid. and Afraid is it Naked and Afraid yeah I had a friend oh my god who almost got got like asked to be on that what? show <gasps> yeah she's I mean she's an amazing person like, tell she, this story you have to we're, we're gonna have to wrap up soon but pl- I wanna hear this story she didn't decide to go. There's really oh, not I much of a story that, to that it. Is but the like, story. I think it was via Instagram or something. She'd been posting. Like, she's an amazing outdoor educator. Not that she's going to school for that, but I feel like she is in her own right, like an out, an amazing outdoor educator and like awesome environmentalist and like wonderful person all around. Ten out of ten would recommend. But, um, and she got like a, a DM on Instagram or something from like the naked and afraid like discovery staff being like hey uh we like what you're posting like clearly you're a great outdoor edu- like clearly in into the outdoors like uh hit us up if you want more information on being in naked and afraid she thought about it for like a good like couple days and was like oh i really could do this like but she ended up deciding not to like how did they find her like do you think they, they was she posting hashtags that they could follow or yeah they probably also just, like, have a whole bunch of researchers that are, like, looking through social media trying to find people that are the right fit. And, like, yeah. No, I, don't, I know you don't have social media, but if you were asked to be on Naked and Afraid, well, I mean, would you think about it? I would definitely think about it, yeah. I don't know if I would take it, though. Depends. I like the wilderness. The thought of being naked in it is not a thought that I enjoy very much. I kind of... I mean, just the amount of bug bites we got last week. Yeah. With clothes on. I was going to say, that it depends on where we go. Yeah. And what, of which I've got no say in at all as a participant. Yeah, but they just drop you somewhere, right? Yeah. I don't know. I think it'd be, I think it'd be interesting. Well, if I'm it thinking happens. thinking about it. <laughs> if it happens, uh, everyone, listeners, you should tune in. Or DVR it, or whatever people do with TV these days. DVR. Watch it on Nobody's heard the streaming. phrase DVR in... What does DVR stand for? I don't know. See, it, nobody even knows. It's... A, what does DVR stand for? That's... Huh. Direct video recording. Oh. Maybe. I don't know. I just made that shit up. Digital well... Digital something. Whatever. Uh, looks like we're about out of time for this episode. For this episode. Uh, so, uh, that's it for this episode of Ketchup Cast. Hope you've enjoyed it. It's good to be doing this again. And we'll see you guys next time.